0: Welcome to Kush Chat.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Kush Chat with your host, Keon Torres. Can you believe it's almost the one-year anniversary of Kush Chat? Anyway, thank you ladies and gentlemen for tuning in each and every Thursday for Kush Chat. We have an amazing guest for you this week. He is a singer-songwriter, he is a producer, and before we get to the interview, let's hear one of his latest new singles. It's called There's Something Wrong With All Of Us.
0: The outside looking in. You'll see the war that occurs within. There's no one to blame but human nature and our original sin. Before you cast the first stone, pull up the surgery on your phone Don't preach at me With an brass tongue That goes for you and me And anyone There's something wrong different time You'd be the first from the bang the witch The first when the police pitch Judge, jury executioner If Christ himself came down, you'd do him like last time around Why be the ruiner of fun In the name of righteousness When no wrong is being done no peasant, you are no king. Playing God when you are a human being. So-
1: The world who you are and what you do
2: hello world my name is justin ortiz i am a singer songwriter producer and video editor occasionally and uh i go by zitro as my musical
1: let's talk about how we first met it was at bear burger for the inspired word open mic and you performed this one song and i was like yo this shit is fire and we became real cool after that how did you find out about the inspired word
2: well i was at a different open mic i was at forgot the name it was oh it was called sparks reality and there was this lady that um, performed and I really, I thought she was like the best of the night. And we decided to talk and we were like, you know, I really liked her work. She reminded me of like Janelle Monet's voice or some, um, or Andy Allo who was uh, Prince's protege. She reminded me of her. So we, we were talking and she was talk- She I asked her, I probably asked her, what is a, do you, reckon, do you recommend any other open mics out there? And said, yeah, there's something called the inspired word. I'm like, okay. Um, and then I saved that information because that's information is useful. You got to use, you got to talk to people get the knowledge, the knowledge you can get. And then I looked it up and it was this big um, look like, it looked like Mike Geffner uh, was uh, he knew what he was doing. He was uh, he was on MTV and this and that. And I saw all the credentials on the website and I'm like, this is pretty cool. And then I saw the, all the photos as well. And I'm like, this is what I have to do. I have to go there. Uh, the first chance I got. And then, freshman in college at the time and i would after class or before class i I forgot which it was a long time ago but i would like get on the leave from Staten island and i would go straight to manhattan and do my thing and and i wanted to perform two of like the most recent songs that that i had which was i am dangerous and warm and that's the songs you were referring to and and i think i I met you at at the second time i was there And I already knew who you were because I was looking at videos of the inspired word um, prior to going. So I've seen you perform before I went.
1: Yo, that's crazy. And then after that, like I said, we became real tight and shit. You actually produced one of my best songs, which is called Broken Hourglass, JD. And I want to know the backstory behind, you know, that song and, you know, how you came up with the chorus and also the, the beat. So, like, give the backstory on that.
2: I don't know. I, I have no idea how I started but I just like when you asked me to do that I was really shocked I was wow you really you're asking me I'm like wow I really I was really excited and I didn't know I was surprised that you liked what I gave you because it was like a little pop it was like a pop song and I didn't know you were gonna accept or tell me to do it over again because like I had the I had the demo version of FL studio where you can't save or export we can export, but you can't save it. So you can't really go back and fix anything. So I was, if you told me to do it over again, I couldn't. So uh, uh, I was just playing around with a pop beat and I thought it was, and I thought, I thought that that chorus was just random. I, I was like, I don't write love songs. <laughs> and it just came about and I, you dug it.
1: So I wrote that about one of my exes and it's funny. She used to like work for the inspired word. And this is like right before you came and you know, We went through our shit, she broke up with me, and I was like, oh, I'm pissed. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you know, you came along, and then, you know, you told me you made beats and shit, and then you sent me Broken Hourglass. I was like, yo, this is the one where I'm going to go fucking in. And everything, you know, (laughs) her and I went through, I fucking wrote it to that beat, and it just, like, flowed, like, perfectly. And everything I said, you know... It was from the fucking heart. So I thank you, my brother, for that. And like, I love that beat. I love that song. And it's like literally one of the best songs I ever wrote. And thank you for coming up with that amazing chorus and that amazing production.
2: Oh, no problem. I I, I enjoyed doing it. And I enjoyed, I enjoyed performing it as well with you. Um, We performed that a lot and, and at a big event as well.
1: Hell yeah, at, bro. The, nah.
2: At the, you know, that college. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. No, that was that was great when we performed that together at City College. Hell yeah. So how did you get into music and who inspired you?
2: Oh, I, uh, not a number of artists inspired me. I had, uh, how did I get into music? Well, um, watching MJ, that's MJ is like the big source, the big beginning. Um, I was, I was a child and I knew I always loved music. I listened to like the big hits of like, I grew up on like listening to radio from like early 2000s and it just, a song would come up and I'd be like, I guess I heard music differently than I, than other people would. I would, I'm very technical about it. I'm very I pick pieces about it. I'm like, this sounds, this, this is a sample from something. And for example, like um, Aaliyah's, um, Aaliyah's song, Are You That Somebody, I think that's the song. Um, when I heard that like in the car, when I was a kid, I was like, oh, that's, that's, a, that's a cute little baby sample <laughs> of a baby like laugh, laughing. I'm like, wow, See, I, I, that's an example of how I listen to music. I would find technical parts of a song and I'd be like, oh, that's interesting. As, as opposed to people like just bopping to the beat or whatever. So that's mm. that's 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 what inspired me. That's what, how I grew up listening to music. I still I still like pick apart music and 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 do that. And of course, MJ's the source, and that's history from there. You know.
1: Mm, anybody else like that influenced you music-wise?
2: Uh, from like the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, first it was MJ. Then it was Prince in 2007. I remember I I, would, I, I went from MJ to Prince, and then um, the bands that were surrounding those two. Uh, The Protégés and I would get into I Love Janet and Janet inspired me like and then Mariah Carey was like was like What made me want to do it seriously like seriously like work on vocals As opposed to just playing around with music. I would like listen to Mariah and Whitney and figure out the technical um, Aspects to how to perform a song vocally
1: which Mariah? Like which like you know, you know, there's different like decades of Mariah characters. Know, I
2: know what you mean by that. I definitely know definitely the the old the 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 emotions era. Okay. And um, when she when she performed on Arsenio Hall, that's what really blew me away, Maybe made me become a fan and stuff. Uh, when she performed emotions on Arsenio Hall, which is like the best off show in the world. And she should come back today.
0: Oh, um, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> no that's dope definitely
2: that mariah is like the her first album which gets like no love at all is the is the era that i love the mariah carey album the self-titled project yes
1: oh that's fucking dope so who do you think is better you know a lot of people argue about this you know still to this day who do you think is a better overall artist slash musician michael jackson or prince
2: prince musician as a musician, I, I guess an artist, I, I think Michael had the better songs, but Prince performed them better. Prince came mm. out came out with, came out with uh, had better musicianship, but Michael had, I guess, more soul, if you know what I mean.
1: No, nah, that makes I, sense. He had
2: more heart and more soul. And he, ha- he had more act- activism songs and he was like, he really cared, he was really desperate to like bring world peace and, you know, end starvation around the world. He was really serious about this. Uh, and Prince was too, but not to that extent.
1: Well, Prince, he was really fighting for us artists to have, like, own our masters and shit. Indeed, yeah.
2: And in terms of what, um, in terms of artists owning their masters,
1: becoming independent, indeed. So tell me about your upbringings. Where were you born and raised?
2: Uh, I was born in the Bronx, and uh, I moved a lot. Um, so I was raised in different places, but primarily prim- primarily the Bronx. I, I lived in Queens as a as a baby. And I lived in the Bronx as a baby again. And then I, I after 9-11, I moved to Pennsylvania and Poconos. I lived, in for, I lived there for two years until so th- 2004. And then I moved back to the Bronx and lived here for, since then, you know. Dope, dope. What were you like as a kid? Ooh, um, the opposite of now. Back then, I was uh, very extroverted. And I was very, um, I don't know what happened, but I was very extroverted back then. And I, wild child, and just dancing and partying and not partying but like whenever there's like a a get together uh, and there'll be like music there i would just like want to be like the best dancer there be like the the one everyone's got to look at and nowadays i'm just like oh my god i had i I was i was at a wedding the other week and i was lame as hell i don't know what happened but it was it was a (laughs) a, a rough it was a rough day i don't know but even I, i was hoping the alcohol would like set in and help me branch out and be more extroverted but it doesn't it just I don't know I was very I was the opposite as a child the opposite I don't know what happened what do you think made that switch I guess the consequences of of being <laughs> of being so extroverted I guess people telling me to settle down or to oh, chill out and, uh, I guess the bullying that came with it when I, when I, when I grew up elaborate yeah. more on that bullying oh I was called every name in the book uh, growing up uh, F word this and <laughs> You lame, you ain't talented. You should just you're making it a fool yourself. Chill out. Yeah, that kind of thing.
1: Hey, we'll be right back with Zitro in a bit, but I have to ask, do you follow me on Instagram? If not, follow me on Instagram, Keon Torres2021. You can also follow me on Twitter at Keon Torres. You can also add me as a friend on Facebook or like my page on Facebook, Keon Torres. Now let's ask Zitro, how many projects does he have out?
2: Uh yeah, I got three EPs. I got um Via Veritas Vita. Um I got Alt, and then I got Stage Fright, and then I got five full albums, which is Pilot, Cold Classic, um, Season 3 Cast Party, Milton, and Z, and I'm working on number six. So, yeah, I try to to keep consistent as possible.
1: I was going to ask you, how do you stay consistent? Because, you know, what we do, making music overall, that shit is not easy and can be annoying as fuck sometimes. And sometimes you hear, like, one little thing in a song – or an entire album, especially when you put the album together and you hear that one little thing like, ah, fuck, I should have done that a little better. How do you stay consistent and what fucking pushes you to, like, make more music?
2: Ooh, um, the fact that one song can pretty much uh, upset you for life if, if you do it the right way. And also um, people will pay more attention uh, if you're consistent. If, if you, like, die out, uh, your audience will die out. And um, the whole um, the I made a mistake or I should have did that better, that's always in me. But that shouldn't stop anyone. That's always in me. Like, I should have did everything differently <laughs> before I released it. But that's always going to be part of me. And that's going to be part of every artist because every artist has that mentality of perfectionism, <laughs> you know. So
1: you consider yourself a perfectionist?
2: Oh, hell yeah. Uh, yeah. No one, I don't think anyone's really satisfied. One hundred percent. They'd be lying if they said, "Yeah, that's this is perfect." Nothing, well, nothing's perfect.
1: Mm, so, tell me about your latest project that's coming out.
2: Well, yeah, I have a new single. Uh, it's called "There's Something Wrong with All of Us," and uh, coming up with us. Uh, uh, that that one, that one is uh, pretty much about um, call out culture, uh, superiority. Hey, we're not all perfect. We're not all. <laughs> we're not superior we're not we're just human beings who are you to who are you to uh call me out on something uh especially in this era where if you're behaving badly like you can you're able to like take the cell phone out and record and they'll use it against you and social media is a thing and it's all about it's call out culture is it's cancerous i was just trying to i was just trying to make a song saying uh <laughs> there's actually there's a lyric that says uh, before you cast the first stone, pull up the history off your phone. Mm. It's true, because everyone's got dirt. It's it's a fact. But yeah, in terms of the next one, I, I'm uh, you said I'm continuing to make singles and, and albums and this and that. The le- the next one I'm working on now it's called Tolerancia, which is a song about doubting yourself. Hey, um, it, it's it's part of a relationship aspect as well. Like you tolerate you tolerate me really. So <laughs>
1: so, how do you balance yourself being a gay man and being a man of Christian faith?
2: Yeah, that is deep, huh? Wow, it so gets sad. real
1: on the Kush chat podcast, bro. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, it's the worst you don't you don't even know. Uh, you have to deal with both aspects of the communities. That's why I'm not part of any communities these days. Um, mm. The gay community or the Christian community because they they're both toxic in terms of um, commu- as far as communities are concerned if you're not an individual first, you're going to drive yourself crazy. Um, the gay culture, because of the, the call out culture and the Christianity because of the constant, about, about the same thing, really about the whole point of the, pointing of the finger. Like you're, you're doing this, this and that, like, what about you? And, and, and it's like, if a fat person says, Hey, you're, you're gay, you're, you're sending was like gluttony is a sin. You're, you're like 300 pounds. You're sinning as well. <laughs> <laughs> like get out my face.
1: Mm. So, when did you find out, uh, you know, you found your true self of who you really are, you know, and when you became a gay man? And also, when did you, like, find religion?
2: Okay. Oh, that's, that's really, well, I was raised on religion. I was raised, uh, Joe was witness. Oh, but, okay. Um, mm-hmm. And then, and, and it's an interesting religion. Um, I, 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 did the, I did the memorial um, of passing, like, the bread and stuff. And last, last it, was, it, was, it was over the Zoom meeting. I did that last week, but, um, I was raised on that. And then, you know, I found, I went, I was in different churches as growing up as a child, I was the only Latino guy at a, at a Korean church where they spoke barely any, any English there. And I was like, wait, was, what? Yeah. I, I attended a Sunday school where I was like, well, I was like majority Co- Koreans in flesh and Queens. So I mm. went there and I was, I was at a, also, I was also attended a black church as well where they had like the music and you know, everything you can imagine. Um, so i went there because um uh there was there was um i went there for a different reason though cuz like there was um someone i had to meet in terms of he had a studio and stuff so i was like doing that so i went for the wrong reasons and i guess i went to the korean church for the wrong reasons cuz they it was a lot it was actually more fun than i didn't t- i didn't really grasp the cr- religious aspect of it but i was raised around it and i these days though i I I feel myself pulling away from all the the whole thing Mm. because I just don't agree with like groups and and just humans talking down on anyone or or saying because I I see I see religions eating at each other all the time. They're eating each other,
0: Mm -hmm.
2: although it's it's I see the positive in it. I also I also got to see the bad in it. I got to I got to be real with myself and, and, and the whole idea. I, I, see, I see the positive of it. Okay, people come together and they build relationships and they build, build friendships, and they worship God. That's great. But there's a lot of toxicity. And to go to your the second part of your question, if you're gay, it's it's not that doesn't help. That, that digs the that digs the knife even deeper, and it's hurtful. That's why I left the last church I was part of, which I thought was going to be this, this liberal church that that that, that just takes takes you in and and they fire two they they fired two gay choir members and that wow. broke my freaking heart and i was like are you serious and and I, and this this church had gay members up and down the, the aisles it's like are you are you kidding me they fired those guys and i'm like that that's, that's that was the last time i ever went to church on my own without anyone taking me that was the last time that was 2015.
1: Damn, that's fucking crazy. And um, back to like one of the other questions I said. Um, when did you realize you were gay?
2: You, you approach uh, the coming to terms, and then you back away from it, and then you go, you go back, and you, you go back and forth. Uh, with that whole, you, you debate in your head, am I gay? Or am I straight? You do that whole game in your head. That whole that whole that whole process. It was a nightmare. And I lost my virginity to a woman, and it was whatever. It was fun, whatever, cool, yeah. But I guess that's what that's what did it for me. Uh, mm. A year later, a year later, I was like, just say the words. Just say the words out loud. I said the words out loud. I'm gay. Whatever. Then boom. All, all I had to do was say it out loud. And then uh, I guess a year later after that, I went. I came out publicly.
1: How was that for you?
2: I had to come out after graduation because people are just cruel and I didn't want to deal with people. Uh, so the fa- Facebook was like the only way and I didn't have to go back to school after that. So
0: <laughs>
1: interesting. Interesting. Like I always like find it interesting hearing people's stories, you know, how they like, they find, how they find their, their true authentic selves because you know, a lot of people out here they're fucking scared to come out. Cause like you said, people are fucking cruel. People are fucking assholes. People are fucking jerks and douchebags. And, you know, it's sad, you know, there's a lot of kids like, you know, they want to come out or even like grown adults, too. They want to come out. They're just afraid of what society or people, you know, in their family or their friends or anyone will like think of them. And it's just, you know, I think everyone should be free and be truly who they
2: are. I agree. Uh, I I bet. I I think it's like gotten way better now. Good thing I wasn't like. I was, I was thinking about something, um, today I was, I was listening to your, uh, to one of your other episodes where you mentioned, uh, how much you love the eighties and that's a crazy era to live in. And I was, I was thinking about, like, I I would love to be in the eighties, but I would hate to be gay in the eighties as well. So.
1: <laughs> mm, nah, no, nah, that, that's a fact. It's true because you know, a lot of shit, it would have been, it would have been hard to be like possibly anyone in the minority in the eighties because of all the crazy shit that was going on back then. Indeed shit bro damn oh man uh so i have another question to ask you and you can tell me if you want me to edit this out but i am curious and i'm not here to judge because like the whole point of the show is to understand people instead of judging people so my question is to you is why did you support donald trump
2: (laughs) i knew it well i just want to
1: know like i don't give a fuck i don't give a fuck what because i have a lot of you know other friends that are trump supporters like and i still love them the same way like it doesn't matter to me i'm just curious i just want to (laughs) know
2: gotcha gotcha i guess i guess um everything you think about him i think the opposite it's just the perspective that that they just why but um i don't know i like the fact that he's not like these bullshit uh politicians and, and and the whole i didn't i didn't agree with at first i, I was on the same page as everybody else about he, he's like a, he's like a big shot motherfucker my mother effort and people think he's like some big racist and over time i started to like watch uncut footage mm. and listen to commentaries and interviews and it's, it's just like the fact is My eyes opened up and it was like, it's not what everybody says it is. And I encourage everybody to, you know, turn off the damn news. I agree Um, with that. Yeah. uh, yeah. (laughs) All all news, by the way, not don't pick a side, just turn the whole damn thing off. And yeah, Fox can kick rocks. (laughs) It's
1: really interesting. And I definitely get what you're saying. And I definitely get what other, you know, Trump supporters, you know, they believe like, yo, all these other fucking politicians either democrat or republican they're all fucking fake as shit and i totally get that i was not on either side like i did it still to this day i'm not on either side like i'm registered independent i can change my fucking mind if i want to same thing
2: same with me exactly
1: yeah, exactly. And and that's the problem with, you know, society in America is just, oh, we need to choose a side. Oh, if you're not left, you're wrong. If you're not right, you're wrong. And he's like, yo, let me decide. Like, if I agree, like like I said, my whole mind can change tomorrow if I see like Democrats like fucking up. And I'm like, yo, you're not promising what you said you promised to do. <laughs> so I, I get it, bro. Like, I understand people of why they support Trump. My only issue with Trump is like a lot of the other bullshit he has done. Mm-hmm. And that's like my only issue. But other than that, like he does speak his mind. He doesn't give a fuck. And, you know, he's a businessman. That's one thing I do respect about him is his, you know, his hustle and, you know, his businesses and you yeah. know, the empire he made, you know, which is, you know, Trump Towers and all that shit and the casinos and all that. So I do respect his hustle because I did watch a documentary about him to understand him more. And it's just you know he did work his ass off. I got to give him that. He did you know he did have you know daddy's help, but at the same time he still built what you know he built that exists today. But on the other hand, you know he can be an asshole. He can be a jerk. Um, He is definitely uh, a misogynist. You know he has like disrespected women. You know you know I'm saying the facts. But you know talking about the
0: pussy thing yeah like, talking grab about
1: him, grab by, him the by the, the pussy. pussy thing yeah grab him by the pussy like yeah, that's
2: that's it, a, that was that was a groupie thing that was, that was he was tol- totally talking about groupies at that point <laughs> so that so people got to get that through their heads about no, that, and- the whole tape and that was private that wasn't meant to be in public so like my song says that the whole thing about my song is that come on that was a, that was a private tape oh good segue say that in public <laughs>
1: No, he he didn't say that in public, but you know how feminists are. <laughs> feminists will take shit to I the guess extreme. that was the root
2: cause of my my supporting him is the the whole um the whole PC culture thing, the whole feminist culture. I was like it, it gravitated me towards like the the center right kind of thing. So that was already on the page, it just wasn't on, on the Trump train yet because of what people were saying about him as soon as he started to run. So I was really hesitant at first. I was on everybody I was on the same page as everybody else. Mm. You got to remember that it's it's not like I was I was just like just one day woke up and just you know switched side. I was never on the side to begin with. I was always I was just earlier I was talking about how I went to some kind of liberal church because I thought they accepted homosexuals and I, I think they still do. But the fact is that they acquired two choir members. And and as far as the whole gay thing, um, I really thought Trump was gonna like gonna uh, advocate for uh reversing the whole gay marriage thing and he said he wasn't so that's another reason why i like supported him even more was when i watched Mm. that
1: interview interesting see i see i don't know a lot about that i have to do more like my own research about that so it's it's interesting you say that and like i consider myself like i came to the realization like i'm a centrist because there's a lot of things with the left i don't agree with i don't Agree with censoring everything and just canceling everything. Like mm-hmm. they canceled a fucking cartoon. They canceled Pepe Le Pew, which <laughs> I found to be the stupidest shit fucking ever. I'm like, are you mm-hmm. fucking serious? It's a cartoon. And back then, you know, shit was the wild, wild west. That's how shit was back then. Same with the 90s. The 90s was a very edgy fucking era. And it made me who I am today because I grew up in the 90s. I was yeah, I was listening to Eminem. I was listening to Kid Rock, Limp mm-hmm. Biscuit. Yeah, and Mad T V like,
2: South Park, all these places. Hell yeah,
1: Mad T V, South Park, Jerry Springer, all that good shit. Exactly. And it's just, you know, and that made me who I am today. But, you know, sensitive ass people, you know, it's crazy. They try to cancel Eminem on TikTok.
2: <laughs> Are you serious?
1: <laughs> yeah, because of all like, you know, the
2: vulgar lyrics he's been saying. Yeah, for... yeah. TikTok likes to crack down on, on people like immediately before they even make videos. I hear I hear them do that a lot. I'm like, That's why I don't have a TikTok because it's cancer. (laughs) That's
1: why. See, and that's the thing, and I feel like it's gonna fuck up. I don't know. I feel like something's gonna happen with TikTok unless you know somebody in the U.S. buys it. But I don't know. I don't. I don't see it lasting that long. I don't see like real value. You know, people are blowing up. You know, from it. But I feel like I give it like two to three years. TikTok is gonna be like gone, and it's gonna be like the next big thing, whatever that app may be.
2: You see, you can't you can't escape from TikTok because they 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 recycle the videos into like other apps and so a lot of the, the videos on there are just disgusting. I don't know. I can't I can't <laughs> put my finger on it. I just can't. I just don't like the culture. It's toxic. I don't get it. I can't put my finger on it though.
1: All of social media is toxic. Like one day, you know, once I reach this financial freedom, this is like my goal in life. I want to delete all my social media because I believe all social media is just toxic and it's just fucking with our heads.
2: If um. I did. I didn't use it for like a music aspect. I would probably delete everything.
1: I agree. I, Same if, here. If I didn't,
2: if I didn't need it for like um for promoting or <laughs> getting my thoughts out or this and that, you know what? Yeah, forget the thoughts part. I would d- just delete everything.
1: Fucking transfer it to music.
2: Yeah, or write a diary down.
1: Or that too. Or write a book.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Even better.
1: Have you ever thought about writing a book?
2: Several times in my life, when I was a child, and then when I like the senior year of high school, I. OK, the senior year of high school, I wanted to write a book about these rehab uh, patients, pr- different perspectives of each person. And each person had like a different story and every chapter would be the different story and every it would like, cover different uh, every all these different topics like racism and, and alcoholism and bullying and this and that from each person. And I don't know. It, it, so the fact that I would touch every single subject and they all had to do with drugs uh, and, and drug abuse. I don't know that's that's still a, I still think that's that was a genius idea and I should have wrote that down, but I'm not I'm just not a good author and perhaps I can make a film about it instead.
1: We'll be right back with Zitro in a bit, but I need to talk to you the cush chat faithful. Listen, I'm trying to take this podcast to the next level. I'm trying to make it visually. I'm trying to have famous guests. I'm trying to have a recording studio. Imagine just looking at my face instead of just hearing my voice. So if you can. If you can make a contribution to my cash app, dollar sign Keon Torres, that's dollar sign K-E-O-N-T-O-R-R-E-S. If you can, make a $5 contribution, a $10 contribution, a $100 contribution, a $1,000,000 contribution, if you got to like that. Because I'm doing this for you, the listener. I'm trying to bring you more content. I'm trying to make you see me smoking a fucking joint. So, if you can, dollar sign Keon Torres. Now, let's ask Zitro the question I ask every single guest on this show. You know what it is. Here we go.
2: Have you ever smoked weed? With you. And that was the last time, by the way. Yeah, I met my boyfriend the next day Um, after that night we smoked weed. And I told him I did that. And it was our first day. And he told me, hey, you should, probably shouldn't do that anymore. I was like, yeah, okay, it's it's fine. I can give it up. And I just I just stopped smoking weed. It, the last time really didn't have an effect on me. I didn't. we didn't make, <laughs> we didn't have any new ideas uh because we were trying to make a song i guess uh we were trying to make a whole album actually a whole ep no no i we didn't make any music and i was really disappointed because we thought i thought the weed would like produce some ideas like new ideas um and also for the fact that i can't really it's not really good to smoke weed and you're in being a singer you know they yeah, we we're, were making a song together and and we we i thought the weed would like help help produce new ideas and i guess that didn't work because we didn't make any music we just wrote down we just wrote down stuff on a piece of paper yeah cool. <laughs> reason number two is uh, it's not really good to say, to be a singer and smoke weed because you know the whole aspect of the the smoke in general so <laughs> no i, I agree
1: that. with that and i recommend singers out there if you're you know if you're smoking weed um you should just do edibles if you know if you want to stay with you know in the weed lane just do edibles or try vapes or even bongs. Don't like try like paper or combs or you know Dutches and all that shit. <laughs> and as far as that night goes, see, like my weed knowledge now has expanded since then. So I smoke certain types of weed, especially if I if I wanted to boost my creativity. So I'm a sativa guy, and sativa you know makes you euphoric, creative, and also keeps you awake. Indica it just makes you lazy, you want to eat, or put you to sleep. So I've been studying, you know, different types of, you know, strains of weed. So, you know, maybe if we would have had something that would have boosted our creativity, I think it would have been a whole different story. And we would have came up with some fucking fire ass shit. And I noticed that now because back then I was just smoking just to be smoking. But now like, <laughs> I have more knowledge of, you know, of, you know, the power of cannabis that God has created for humanity.
2: <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> totally. Oh, man. All right. Last question. What do you want your legacy to be?
2: My legacy. I just want to be known as someone who uh, made music and, and really loved music and uh, wanted to, you know, distribute it to people that deal with what I'm dealing with. Uh, I deal with uh, anxiety and, and depression and, you know, I'm, I, I deal with uh, the culture war as well. Like I want people to express themselves and um, have their own opinions and their own thoughts and, and say what they feel and that, that's what I want to do is I want to give a voice to them as well like, like invite them to speak out and, and talk um, call whatever you need to call out um, as long as you're pro- productive and, and respectful just be respectful and then I guess my legacy is uh, uh, someone who contributed um, positively in the culture war
1: shit bro I want to give you your flowers this is something in hip hop we always say to each other I want to give you your flowers now because I think you are one talented young brother. You are a great producer. You're a great songwriter and you're a great singer. And don't let anyone like tell you otherwise. You worked hard for this shit. You fucking hustled. You hustled. You stay consistent and you are truly great at what you do, brother. And I want you to know that. And I respect you 100%. And I always I'm always cheering for you to reach where you want to reach, not only in music, but in life as well. (laughs) you're the man tell the people where they can find you
2: all right instagram i'm zitro official z-i-t-r-o official also youtube the same thing zitro official facebook Zitro tunes and twitter where you can read all the (laughs) crazy stuff i write (laughs) zitro musics that's Z I T R O M U S I X. and i recommend recommend twitter (laughs) yes
1: and um tell the people where they can find your music too
2: Oh, I'm on Spotify. Uh, I'm There's more than one Zitro on Spotify. But um, uh, I have a I have a certain... Uh, if you see a song with the Z in script at the corner, that's me. My face is in my song titles. So that's like the other Zitros don't do that. So my face is <laughs> in my song titles.
1: I'll say it for you, bro. Fuck them other Zitros. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I don't want them coming after me. <laughs> no, nah,
1: they can come after me. I'm not scared of them. Nah leave, nah, leave the Zitro alone. You can come I have with me. no not beef with the other
0: Zitros,
1: <laughs> Nah, no. Nah, I'm playing. I'm playing. Shout out to all the other Zitros. <laughs> oh man. now nah, we joke a lot on this podcast. Zitro, my brother, thank you so much for being a part of the Kiss Chat podcast. This was great. And um, hell yeah, bro. All right, Zitro, my brother, you have a great night. Much love, peace, and stay high. Thank you very much. <laughs> all right, bro. Take care. Peace. Bye-bye. Zitro. Kudos. Have you ever been in love with the wrong one? We all have. This is dedicated to fuck it. You know who you are. And it
0: goes. I thought we were on the same page.
1: From the same book. Turn it.
0: Get off your phone when you talk to me. Hang
1: up, hang up, hang up, hang up. Come on.
0: Now I was going to take you fancy places. Girl,
1: we could have traveled the world. But you, you
0: just just
1: waste. The so don't think I had to diss you. Saying would it be with you if I hadn't kissed you? We'll be still friends. Plus a have too and I'll be lying in the end when I said I haven't missed you. Got me over my ex, now I had to get over my next. Damn, I said I had left those hickey's all over your neck. Also, sort of regret not coming over for sex, but I'm a real man who has some leftover respect. I met you at the word with the music that you heard, that deferred, that disturbed people saying that's absurd. But you saw who I was without the static and fuzz. The static I was and. I don't we settle down for a second now Without having scores to settle now But we finished fast, didn't get to the last half So if nice guys finish last, guess who gets the last laugh uh-huh. I
0: thought we were on the same path
1: From the same book, turn it
0: Get off your phone when you talk to me Get off,
1: get off Instagram, ho Now I
0: was gonna take you fancy
1: place. Girl, we could've traveled the world you, But you, you. Just, waste.
0: Just waste. waste my time
1: uh, like a broken hourglass, the power flash like I could've been our last. When I fucking said I love you, that meant I put no one above you. Though you had my back against the wall, should've shoved you. So you could fall where I fell for you, that's hell for you. With my soul, I will sell for you as I dwell for you. By writing the pain away on a rainy day, where I couldn't plug the plug to let it drain away. Cause you made me feel dumb, like you took my brain away. When I should've been prepared after my training day, still be there for you no matter what. Even though you made me mad as fuck. Cause I thought I met the lady who had the luck, willing to give you a second chance. I'm I used to set the plans, but fuck it. We'll never get the France. The worrying, saying names, even though you're playing games. What I thought I picture us to be by displaying frames, for our Instagramy poses with saying the toes. Threw away the rose. Now we'll I have to stay with hoes. When
0: I thought we were on the same path
1: from the same book. Turn it. Get off your
0: phone when you talk to me.
1: Hang up, hang up, hang up, hang up. Come on.
0: Now I'm gonna take you. Girl
1: we could have traveled the world But you
0: you, you Just waste
1: waste. But you But you you Just waste waste. But you But you you, bitch
0: Just waste waste. Our time
1: Uh, Like a broken hourglass The power flash Like it could have been our last. last Last